Love yourself enough to make progress. Love yourself enough to do something with your life. Love yourself enough to provide for your family in a substantial way. It's telling yourself the truth and saying, I'm not going to put up with this bullshit anymore. It's time for me to get healthy and take control of my life. When you get healthy, you get in shape, you work out, you are so much better of a person inside and out. You can give out so much more in the world to your family, to your business, to your spouse, to your everybody. What's going on, guys? Welcome back to another episode of Dieting from the Inside Out. If you are new here, welcome to the show. I'm Jared Hamilton. I am your host. Man, I have a really cool episode for you today. Um, this was another, uh, this was a guest that I was, I'll be honest with you, you could probably tell in the episode, I was actually a little bit nervous to interview just because I look up to this woman so much. Um, this episode's a little bit different. I interviewed Emily Frisella. Emily Frisella is one of, uh, is the wife of another one of my heroes, Andy Frisella. He's the CEO of First Form. Actually, the one time I don't have on a First Form shirt. Um, he's the CEO of First Form. Uh, you guys know that's one of our sponsors. Um, and they own, they like, she gets into it a little bit. They own like collectively like 11 companies that they help run and operate and all these things. But I wanted to get Emily on for a few reasons for you. Number one is Emily has, uh, Emily has a very, very great perspective on how to balance to number one, balance the goals that you have, how to, how to love yourself and work on yourself and how to go about starting the, your journey into personal development, um, and changing yourself at a foundational level. And ultimately changing your life forever. Now, this episode went a million different directions. It was so much fun. Emily is a breath of fresh air, and I know you guys will love this episode. Now, in this episode, we did talk a lot about business. Emily is a business titan. Like I said, she owns, her and her husband own and operate like 11 different companies at a crazy high level, um, one of which is first form. So it's it's some crazy stuff. But a lot of the, a lot of the stuff that I want you to take out of this episode is very principle-based because there's like what we would call like the success principles where it's the similar and same foundational pieces that will make you lose all the weight and keep it off. It will make your marriage better. It will make your other relationships better. If you have a business, it will help scale your business. It's the same similar foundational success success principles that if you implement, your life will never change. And these are not overnight hacks. These are these are foundational core strategies you can start implementing that will quite literally change your life forever. So a lot of what we talk about, we may be talking a little bit about stuff with from like a business vibe to it. But don't think just because you may not own, own or operate a business that you can't apply that. It's the exact same concepts and principles you can apply over here to your transformation and everything that you're working with. Um, this is a great episode. This was it was an amazing, amazing time. I enjoyed it. Like I said, I was actually quite a bit nervous talking to her because I look up to her and Andy so much. They have both transformed and helped change my life, this business, and everything that that I do. And it was it was it was an honor talking with her and and her coming on the show um, and whatnot. So I know you're going to get a lot out of this episode. Um, now, before we do, uh, before we do go to cl- go to that clip, um, big thank you to the sponsors of the show. Sponsor number one is, uh, is first form. So like I said, like this was Andy Frisella's wife. So, um, Andy is the CEO and creator of, of first form, the supplement company that we work with. Um, you guys know when it comes to supplements, I talk about it all the time. Supplements are not the end all be all, but man, they, when they are, are, are needed or helpful. It, it's a home run because you have to understand supplements are there for, to fill the gaps that you are not getting with food. Um, it just because anymore between our, between just the way a lot of foods are now and then people's preferences or intolerances or 
convenience or lack thereof, it, it can be really hard to get everything you need in a day because most people aren't hitting all their fruits and vegetables. Most people are not getting enough protein and most people are inflamed as fuck all day. So a lot of times having supplements that will help fix these problems and fill these gaps, not in a hack or a, or a, or a you know, a cleanse or a detox way from a foundational standpoint, it'll change everything for you and be really helpful. Um, be sure and check out the links below for that because um, it does support me and I really, really appreciate it. I'll also leave a link below if you're not quite sure where to get started with supplements or you know what you should take or shouldn't. I'll have another video down there for you as well. Sponsor number two is Flex Pro Meals because uh, convenience is everything. <laughs> Guys, for, I'm telling you, for me, I always have Flex Pros in, in my fridge because like yesterday is a perfect example. My Wi-Fi went out yesterday. We were having to switch to new providers, but I had, so I had to go to different places like my brother's house or a coffee shop to, to set up and get some work done. But I just, instead of having to swing through a drive-thru on the way over there to eat, I just grabbed a flex pro meal and headed out, headed out the, the front door. In this way, I stayed on track for my goals. I stayed well-fed. I didn't end up in a drive-thru and pay $16 for a Chipotle, for a Chipotle burrito. So I'm telling you, it helps a lot. It'll save you money, keep you on track and keep the food tasting amazing for you. So uh, if that's something that you'd be interested in or want to learn more about, go to the link below or go to flexpromeals.com. But if you use my code Hamilton trained, it'll save you like 20%, which is pretty cool. Otherwise I will be quiet now and get Emily on here. I know you'll get a lot of value out of this. I'll talk to you soon. I just finished your, uh, your, your book, by the way, your new oh, one. Thanks. Fantastic. Thanks. What made Thank you want to write that? Yeah, <laughs> my publisher. She, really? uh, so the publisher that my cookbooks that I wrote those through, we were switching the format over from my print copy of my cookbooks. I switched them over to just like a, an ebook. And we were working on the formatting of that because with COVID and all that stuff, like paper supply got super low. And then everybody raised their rates where it's like astronomical to print the cookbooks. They always were like crazy expensive anyway, cause they're full color. But then, um, Amazon also raised their rates because they said, oh, due to COVID, we need to raise their rate. And it's like, they made they publicly made more money than any other company during COVID. <laughs> and so uh, I, that's why I pulled them all off of Amazon. I was like, screw it. I'll just sell them solely on my own website. And that's it. But then my through this ebook process, my publisher's like, because I've talked to her for, I mean, I've worked with her for seven years now. She goes, have you ever thought about writing a leadership book? And, you know, and I was like, I go, no. She's like, I think you should really write one. I was like, I don't know if I want to do a book again, blah, blah, blah. She's like, I think you should really write one. And uh, I was like, well, I don't want to write about leadership. I want to write about like the foundation of, you know what I mean? Like what it takes, like the relationships needed. Blah, blah. Mm -hmm. She's like, oh, I like that. She's like, I go, well, I like, I go, well, I think I'd like to surround it around my core values of the of my company, blah, blah. And then she's like, all right. I was like, well, when do you want, when do you want the manuscript by? And she was like, well, and it was like about, I think it, was, it took about nine months to write the book and uh, sent it over to her and then we got it going. So she actually is the one that's like, have you ever thought about this? I think you should do this. And I was like, sure, why not? So then I just did it. So I love it. I love it. Well, it was, and it was a fantastic book. Cause like it, it really resonates with me. Cause that's like, so for context, I've been in Arte since like day one and I've built my entire business from the, just from all that, from everything Andy and Ed talks about with like from leadership, core values, the mission, like the whole nine yards. And, uh, so like, as soon as you said, Hey, I'm coming out with a book, I'm like, buy it right now. Like, I, <laughs> so, uh, and I'll be sure to put links for all of that. Where can, where can I've, uh, where can people actually get your cookbooks and stuff at if they're not on Amazon? Just on emilyforsella.com. Cool. Yeah. The cookbooks aren't on there yet. Cause we're still trying to like, there's a plug-in widget thing we had to work with and it was kind of causing issues. So those won't be up till probably about another week or so. so. Nice. Very yeah. cool. Yeah. Cool. Well, I'll make sure to put all that in the, the show notes and stuff. Um, 
one of the things that I really wanted to hear your take on and is in, because with, with this podcast, um, it's called dieting from the inside out, but it's basically very much the mindset around achievement. We just do it through usually the tool of like fitness and health and higher potential weight loss, things like that. But I'm curious, cause I love that when you've talked about this before on some of your other channels, and I'd love to hear your take on it here is the, the, the balance of like, because of where the current state of things in the world of loving yourself and working on yourself, because I, I think so many times right now, it's this interesting place of loving is people are using the, the excuse of loving yourself almost as a way to enable bad behavior. It's like, no, I'm good enough the way I am. And it's like, well, wait, I, that's why we have such shitty results in life. And I'd love to hear your take on that. Well, I think what it boils down to is, you know, a lot of people, we don't realize how good we're designed to feel. We get used to a sense of, okay, this is what I feel like. And that could be, I mean, I think everybody kind of goes through phases in life where it's, you know, I went through the phase of, you know, drinking, partying, and you eat, you know, steak and shake or Waffle House at 3 a.m. <laughs> on the way home type of situation. Um, and then if that is your 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 habits that you create, you're not going to feel good. You don't know how good you're supposed to feel. You might feel a little bit better than you did the day before. However, when you're actually, you know, eating the right foods, moving your body, drinking water, getting enough sleep, you know, all this jazz, when you're doing all these good things and you're building these proper habits, that's when you're like, holy cow, I feel great. And then if you do like eat fast food or drink again, you're like, oh man, I don't feel good anymore. Right. <laughs> because, because now you have something to compare it to how good you feel versus how bad you feel now. And the whole self-love thing. Yeah. I have, I have a lot of opinions about that because so I believe this is purely my opinion that the whole self-love, you know, statement was made for love yourself enough to make progress, love yourself enough mm. to do something with your life, love yourself enough to provide for your family in a, you know, a, a substantial way. That's how I have always like interpreted that phrase, but you're right with the whole twist in the way society is and almost like pacifying people and meeting them where they are, but in a, in a dangerous and sometimes deadly state. Because if you're morbidly obese, you're not healthy. You know what I mean? And that's been glorified. Why don't you want to love yourself enough to get healthy? Love your, you know, yourself enough to be there for your family, you know, for years and years or be able to play outside with your kids and things like that. So, you know, I just feel like it's been so twisted to pacify people. And that's a very dangerous place because then somebody like me or you says, no, that's not self. Like I've made uh, several posts about it. Like, yeah. you know, self-love that's, you know, that's, that's not real. Like this whole, the way society and social media is, you know, geared it up to be, it's, it's telling yourself the truth and saying, I'm not going to put up with this bullshit anymore. It's time for me to get healthy and take control of my life. Because you know this, when you're, when you get healthy, you get in shape, you work out, you are so much better of a person inside and out. You can give out so much more in the world to your family, to your business, to your spouse, to your everybody. So it's, that's just, you know, I just think that's a very, it's a very slippery slope with that. Absolutely. Well, because I almost think of it like I don't have kids myself, but um, but you would never do that like with parenting. If you're if you have two kids and one beats the other one or treats the little sister like shit, he goes, "No, mommy, this is just who I am." It's it's like I love you and accept you, but that behavior is not tolerated anymore. You know what I mean? That that's a great analogy in the way to put it because it is like it's it's that reality of that, and I feel like it's it's oftentimes. I think intimidating for people to make those changes because they just don't know where to start. Um, because, you know, Andy's shared this, expressed it many of times, you know, when he was 
350, 60 pounds, he didn't love himself. And he always teases like, you know, oh yeah, I'd look at myself and be like, oh, you know, I'd do me if I had a six, drink a six pack, you know, that's like his like joke. And he says that, but it's like, it's, it's true. It's like we, we oftentimes, we excuse ourselves into complacency and a lazy state instead of saying, okay, you know what? All I have to do is work on today. And I think that's what people need to grasp is you don't have to look at it. I have a hundred pounds to lose. Let's look at it as, okay, you know what? Today I'm going to do these healthy habits. And then the next day, today I'm going to do these today. And every single day, it's just one thing after another. It's like, that's what Andy and I always tell people with 75 hard. You know, if they, if they feel like, oh, it's 75 days. No, it's just one day. And you're linking one day, 75 times in a row. And that is like a psychological switch and how you interpret that. And you're like, oh, it's, it's just today. And you have to look at every day as just today. And then those days compound and they're, you know, your results, then you gain that momentum and they just, you know, they flourish. Mm -hmm. I love that so much. That's when we have a client or someone that has a lot of weight to lose. We we say the same thing is you don't have a hundred pounds. It's you have one pound to lose just a hundred times. So as soon as you lose the one, it's like, that's it. That that's, that's as hard as it's going to be. Um, I think that also ties really well with, um, like Ed talks about it a lot with like the power, like with don't quit for one more day or one more, whatever. I think it almost forces you to be present with your actions in the now, instead of using the journey, the, the I'm sorry, the, the end date, if you will, as almost a distraction. Yeah, I agree with that because then it is easy to be a distraction or you think of, well, I have, you know, a hundred pounds to lose. Well, these last two weeks, I've only lost 10. I have 90 more. I got to do this that many more times. And then people just like, forget it. I don't want to do it. But then when they do it, it's, it's, it's crazy when you reflect on that, because when you see your results and I know just me physical, I mean, like if you everything. take inventory of your mental, emotional, everything, and you look back on that, you're like, that was such a short amount of time for the results that I got and the way I feel now. Why did I put that off so long? And that's what you know I hear a lot of from people. It's like, I put it off for 20 years, losing 75 pounds, and now I've been you know dieting for three months, and I've lost that. And I can't believe I waited 20 years to invest three months in myself. And that's what it, you know, it's just, you just, if you buckle down and you're consistent, it's amazing, like how quickly things can happen. And it's like you said, it's like, it's focusing on that one pound a hundred times over. And when you get in that mindset, you do, you have better workouts because you're not thinking about the, the end goal. It's just, okay, let me put it all on the line now. Let me do it all right now. And cause you, it's it just, it amplifies everything. It makes everything better. It makes your results better. It makes you feel better. Your mood improves everything. Yeah, no, abs- I mean, it's, it's the same thing. in like, even in business, like, uh, like you guys all talk about it where like you, everyone always uh, over, or, uh, everyone overestimates what they can do in, in let's say like 12 months in your business. But like in the next like three to five years, you can, I, m- to be honest with you, like my business was that, like I could, would overestimate what I do in, uh, in 12 months and be like, oh, my shitty results. But in the last five years, like I don't, my, I, I can't recognize my life. You know what I mean? It's, it's the same thing. Yeah. Absolutely. And that's, that's something I think that it, you know, you have to be self-aware to realize that and have that because it is true. It's like, you can overestimate like, oh, in in 12 months, I'm going to, if you start a business, like, oh, I'm going to launch and reach my first million. But then, you know, they, they're not thinking long-term. And the thing is when you do a little, your consistent efforts, like Andy does the power list, I've always had the top five priorities, which is weird. Cause like all these years we've been together, like I had my own thing before we met and so did he, and they just both happened to be five things. Which you is never wild. talked about it? No, because I mean, I met Andy 17 years ago and I started doing my top five when I was about 22 years old. And then I met Andy when I was 20, what was I? 
25, <laughs> maybe, I guess. I can't remember. Um, 23. I can't, I don't know when it was, but, uh, yeah. So it's just like, it's just comical. But when you do these little things, these small actions every single day, it does add up. And then when you look back on your life, like you said, you know, you look back and you don't even identify your life. That's what happens. You know what I mean? Cause you just, you're, it's that consistent effort every single day. And it may seem, you know, minuscule at the time, like it's not going to make a difference, but I always tell people, it's like, look at it when you have a hailstorm on your car, like one piece of hail, no big deal, but one piece of hail repeated over and over again, it makes a big impact. Same thing with your habits. Yeah. That's so good. That's so good. I'm going to steal that analogy. That's, okay. so, that's so good. <laughs> I'm, cu- I'm curious. I think this, 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 uh, piggybacks very well into the other one, some of the other stuff I was wanting to talk to you about. Um, so for you as a whole, cause I know, like we talked about, like, if you want to kind of sound woo woo, we like, like success principles apply for so many things, business relationships, your fitness, all of it. But why don't you think so many people are successful as a whole with every, like whether it be fitness, their business, their relationships. Um, you know, like why is it, do you think the majority of people aren't? Because they wait for the perfect time instead of just starting. They always wait for their finances to be at this place. They wait for their kids to graduate. They wait for their marriage or relationships to get to a certain level. They wait till they have so much money in the bank. They wait for this, wait for that, wait for that. And they spend their whole life waiting instead of just, you know what? My finances are a wreck. You know, my kids are still in school, but what I can do now is I can start researching. I can get my domain. I can start whatever it is. They just, they wait around too long and then they end up living their life waiting. Mm, that's so good. Cause I think it's interesting when, uh, when we're talking with people like in the world of like transformation and stuff around wanting to wait, it almost, if someone's willing to wait before changing their life, it almost sets up like the assumption of, well, are you going to quit when things get hard then? Like if we're, if we're waiting, it's, it's almost, I think it's almost assumed then you're just going to throw in the towel when things get rocky again. Yeah. Yeah. Because people wait for that perfect time, the perfect setting. That's, that's not the case. You know what I mean? And just think about like as humans, everything that we overcome in life, we're, we're thrown, like, you know, you might get a phone call in the middle of the day and it ruins, you know, it ruins your day. And then it's something that could be completely like life altering news that you get or whatever it is, you know? And, and so we, we, but I don't know if that's like a fear thing that we're like afraid to just like jump in because we don't like surprises but you're never going to be ready. Like that's what people always say. Like, you know, we don't have children either, but people always say like, oh, you know, you're never ready to have kids. You just have it. And that's kind of just the way it is. With, you know what I mean? They're, they're like, you're never ready. Cause you're always scared shitless is what you know yeah. I hear from parents, but it's just taking that action of knowing like, okay, this is what I want though. I just got to, you know, go for it. Yeah. So same, like, I agree with you. It's like, if they wait to get started, I feel like when things get a little shaky, they're going to be, you know, more apt to quit for sure. Mm-hmm. No, absolutely. So I'm curious for you then, how do you, because this is one of my favorite qu- questions to ask someone who has a, what I would call a very full life. Like you, you have so much on your plate, um, between all the companies, all the, all like Andy stuff, the like Arate travel, work, like, like all these things. And then like do shit that you, you guys enjoy for you. How do you balance all of that while keeping your ducks in a row for like your health and your, your goals and things like that. Then on top of you throw like 75 hard in the middle of it or whatever. So like, how do you manage all of it? I use a paper and planco planner. No. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> shameless plug, not so Let's shameless. Go. <laughs> no, um, I, I really do. It is just about time management. That's one thing that I hear a lot of when, you know, from like coaching clients and things, it's all about time management. Um, you know, Andy and I are in a very heavy building period right now. We have been for the last decade. We actually just took our first vacation last week. That was our first vacation in 10 and a half years. That our Holy last shit. vacation was our honeymoon 10 and a half years ago. So <laughs> we've, we've been head down building 
And we decided like, okay, it's time to come up for a little air. And we still, you know, worked a little bit on, on our vacation stuff, but it was nice. But, um, you know, it's, I think it is important that you make sure you take a little time like that. But for us, the building and growing phase is fun and we enjoy it so much. Um, so as far as balance, I don't really think there is such a thing as balance. I think it's a blend and a bleed. It's finding what works for you in your life. And it's, it's, I don't want to say it's hard for me to speak to on that, but it is a little bit because we don't have children. So we don't have to worry about like balancing that aspect to it. But really what I would say is my key components is time management. I always plan my full week on Sunday evenings. I use a method called priorities, needs, and wants that I've used for, I mean, decades. And what I do is I just take, you can take a piece of paper, notebook, whatever. And I write down all my priorities for that week. These are things that are non-negotiable. It could be, you know, doing a podcast. It could be, you know, a doctor's appointment, a meeting, a whatever. Then I have my needs, things I need to get done that week as well that are like not super urgent, but still need to be completed. And then I write down my wants for that week, things that I want to do. And this could be, I want to clean out my filing cabinet or I want to go get a manicure. You know, like it's truly just wants. And so then, um, what I do then is on Sunday night, I take about 30 minutes and I go through my planner and I write down all my priorities. I plug those into what I have to do that week. And then I'll go through my needs list and I plug in that in the time spaces allowed. If I do have availability in my week, then I'll plug in some of those wants that I can fit in that time. If my week is too busy, then I'll just hold those wants off till the following week. Um, but what I have done, especially the last like two years, if I've, I've stopped overbooking myself because I, mm used to subscribe five years ago to if my planner was so packed, I felt like I was quote successful. I was just busy. I wasn't being as productive as I could. And when I ditched that mentality and started really just going towards the productive methods of, I just need to do stuff that's going to move the needle, get me closer to my goals. I actually had so much more fulfillment and happiness with that because I did not feel burnt out. I did not feel like I was busy or like I was chasing my tail you know, or like speeding to the next meeting or the next call or whatever was, was going on in my life. And now I try to, and I'm pretty, I'm pretty consistent with it. Every once in a while, it won't happen, but I try to end my day around five, five thirty because at six, you know, Andy will usually get home around that time. And then I start dinner. Um, you know, we have like a whole like nighttime ritual, you know what I mean? Like he'll get home, <laughs> we'll take the dogs, we'll go down to his garage. We hang out in the garage and the lounge for a while and talk, kind of talk about our day, what's going on. Then I'll come back up here with the dogs. I'll start dinner. He comes up. We have dinner together and we just try to like relax more at night. And, you know, it's been very beneficial in that regard as far as like keeping some sort of like quote unquote balance. Um, as far as like doing things like hobbies and stuff, I actually just had a conversation with him last night. I was like, we don't really, we don't really have time or make time to do those types of things, but that is something on our radar now of like, okay, I want to, you know, like he plays guitar and. I have a banjo and it's like, I want to get back into those, uh, you know, like awesome. those kind of things. So it's like, you know, getting, uh, getting an instructor for more lessons and things like that. Cause we're both absolutely terrible, but we try. So. <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing. So, yeah. So it's, it's just, it's just, you know, staying organized, managing your time and really auditing what you do in a day, because so many people, they say they don't have time. Look at your screen time. You know, I spend a maximum of 30 minutes a day on Instagram. That's it. That's all I'll be on there. And I monitor it. And I mean, if I make a post on any of the pages that I manage, it will be a little bit over because I, I always respond to comments and DMs and such. But like yesterday, I made three posts on three different pages and I was like, I was on the phone for two hours then because I was like going back and forth, you know, but it's just, you know, putting time into where it actually, where it matters. That's so powerful. That's so good. 
because like, and that's the thing is the, the very first thing that you said that I, that I think everyone listening needs to hear is that, that you were so proactive on the offense about what is still a controllable for you. I think we're so many people who, whether it be whatever the busiest kids, life, work, school, overtime, whatever it is, is people flip to almost like a victim mentality and go, well, here's all the reasons I can't do it. And all these things outside of my control, but you said, no, on this time every week, I say, what's my priority? And then you line your actions with your ambition and build your life around it. I, that's incredible. Well, because you have to be proactive, not reactive. If you operate in a proactive state, you're going to immediately feel more like mentally at ease and not as stressed out. Where I used to be in a reactive state where I'd like, and I would actually get like bitter and resentful towards myself. Like, why are you doing this to yourself? You don't need to like work like this. You know what I mean? And meaning working in a reactive, unproductive, in just strictly busy state. Sure. So whenever I like switch that, then it's funny because as soon as I switched that and became more proactive with it, it's amazing. Like my income increased exponentially. My, you know, how I felt overall as a person increased. Everything got better because I was like, Hey, you know what? I only actually had to work about five hours a day, but I got all this stuff done. I feel great. And I'm going to go play in the yard with the dogs or I'm going to do, do this. And it's like, and I could feel at ease because I knew that I did everything I had to get done that day. I love that. For you, did you notice when you scaled back your schedule and st- instead of having it blocked like, like uh, you know, dusk till dawn, uh, did you find you were way more effective with the the higher priority things? Absolutely, I was because I wasn't drained, and I have this thing. Where's it? I have a frame somewhere in here. But um, <laughs> it, well, I, I just I move my stuff around all the time, so I like to reorganize all the time. But it says, do first what you don't want to do most. So that's my rule that I live by. And I actually made notepads. Oh, I have it actually on this notepad too. But um, I love that. <laughs> yeah. So um, it's just one of those things where it's like, I go into my office every day and I look at my list. I do the thing that I'm dreading the most first. It's out, it's out of the way. It's done because I feel like everybody can relate to this where you see a project and you're like, oh, I do not even want to dig into that. It's going to be such a nightmare. It's going to take so long and blah, blah, blah. And you kick the can down the road. Well, and then this project sits on your desk for three weeks or a month or whatever. And finally, you're like, I'm tired of looking at this. I'm just going to do it. I did this personally. This is like, it was probably two years ago. I guess I had this like epiphany, if you will. And I dove in and did it. It took me 15 minutes and I put it off for a month. (laughs) Like I literally got done with it. And I I remember out loud, I go, Emily, you are so dumb. Like that's all I said to myself. (laughs) And then it's like, okay, from now I'm going to do first what I don't want to do most. And then with that, it's like, it does, it makes your whole day like roll so much easier because then I can start doing the things I enjoy after that first thing is like out of the way. Because like you said, it's like, I was more effective. I did better work. I, you know, I just, I felt like I just had like more juice to squeeze out of my brain, if that makes sense. (laughs) Absolutely. I think to be honest with you, that's something I need to do a better job with. Um, I, 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 my, I feel like my default personally is, oh, I should have gotten more. I should have, if I did five things, I should have done six or seven or whatever the case is. I think I need to, to go through that and say, all right, I, I think it's time to intentionally scale back and be more effective. So. Yeah, it is. It makes a huge difference. Cause then you realize really like how much time you're wasting on stuff that doesn't really, you know, move the needle. It's just more of like, oh, you know, while I'm doing this, I'm going to go ahead and do this too. Well, that's not a priority. That's not something you have to do. That's not a need at this moment. So I actually keep a little notepad too. And like, if I think of something like that, that I needed, that I want to do or whatever, I just scribble it down and that's it. And then I'll go to it next time. And like something I've always done is called a dungeon day. It's usually on Thursdays and I don't take any calls, no podcasts, no 
nothing. All I do is it's just completely like, it's a little offensive and defensive work that I do because I, you know, try to go through all my emails or, you know, like get back with anybody, um, tie up loose ends. I do any sort of research I need to do for projects or like, it's all like the nitty gritty work that, you know, you need to get done, but maybe you don't have time during the week. And I don't like, and that's the thing is like, I lock myself in my office and I just knock it all out. And that's, that's honestly been like such a huge game changer for me because it's almost serves as an insurance policy too, because let's say Tuesday I have stuff scheduled. Let's say I get sick and I have to cancel on everything and everybody that I was supposed to like meet with or talk to or things I was supposed to do that day. I have Thursday. I could just like, Hey, can we just literally copy and paste this event to Thursday? Sure. Let's do it. So it always gives you, allows you like a little makeup time. And then if I don't have anything going on and have to move anybody around, it is such a wonderful feeling because when I get done on Thursday, you know, at late afternoon working, I feel great. Like you feel like 10 pounds has been like lifted off of your shoulders because it's like, I'm in a really good place. And then you wrap up your weekend, your week on Friday. And then on the weekends I do work a little bit, but it's like, it's not like it used to be because I'm taking care of everything during the week now. Mm -hmm. That's so good. I love that. I think the one of the other things that you mentioned that I think is a really big thing to to talk about for some of the people listening in this I think applies to a lot not just business but like like transformation and weight loss and things like that is when you said you and Andy hadn't taken a vacation in so long um and you came up for air but you mentioned like it but it's because you love the building phase and I think people underestimate the power of enjoying the process of whatever process you're doing because if you didn't love it I don't think one, you probably would not be as successful as you are. And number two, you probably would have broke, right? Or most people would break who, you know? Yeah. But no, we both just, we absolutely love what we do because um, collectively together, we own and operate 11 different companies. And so we're just like, we just love like the building, the growing, the, you know, and, you know, the expansion, let's scale it, let's do this and that. So we absolutely love that. It's like, it's almost like an adrenaline rush to see like what you can do next. Um, And I think that's, you know, that's a big key for both of us. Like we love to, evolve even our current businesses like what's another thing we can start to add to this or we can implement in here but yeah it's just it's one of those things where it's like yeah we do truly love it but i think it's because we get to be creative with it now if it was just you know if i just had to look at spreadsheets all day and everything else i would be broke nine years ago i would be like forget this i'm done i'm throwing my computer out the window but it's when you it sounds so cliche but like when you do what you love, you know, you never work a day in your life mm-hmm. type thing. Like, yeah, you're working, but the thing is you love what you do yeah. while you're doing it and the teams you build and the, the relationships that you build. So, you know, it's just, it is something where it's like, it's creating a life that you truly love. And I hate the saying of like, create a life you don't need a vacation from type of thing, but it really is true. Cause like we really do enjoy it. And, but here, I will say this caveat with this again, we do not have children. So I understand because people say like, you know, when you have, ki- obviously if you have kids, it's like, you don't have any quote downtime that you will, you, it's, it's a good idea for you to have like a little bit more like, um, often little vacations sure. or weekend trips <laughs> because people say like, Oh, it makes you a better parent. Cause you're able to like fully disconnect. Right. So, but for us, it's like, you know, we do have like our alone time and our downtime and things like that. So, you know, that it's, it's interesting. I'm curious your thoughts on this. Um, cause I, you and I have a very similar like stance on like balance and all that mess. It's such a, like, what is it? It's our, it's on a sliding scale. It's, you know, it's, it's all this stuff, but for, for the average person that's trying to change their life, where do you, is there a balance or is there a, where's the dichotomy between something like, let's, we'll call it discipline and standards, but then also like grace balance in, in being a human, like where, like, in like, is it, do you think someone like, like the, like 10 years to, to one vacation vibes, or is it like for you, where is that balance 
Um, I know it's a sliding scale, but the dichotomy between those two discipline and standards, but yet grace balance and being a, a human for you, where do you think that's at? That's kind of a hard question. I think it's almost like a case by case basis, but I truly believe that that all boils down to relationships and leadership because you can marry those two together. They can look like a, you know, like a strand of DNA. It just kind of goes on. I feel that's like if you had a pillar, if one side of this DNA strand was the, you know, the, the, you're grinding, you're going at it. And also, and the other side is that grace and balance. It does truly like dance together and marry together because if you, create these relationships and you are a strong leader, you create solid teams to where they can, like when we were gone, our teams, they care, they carried the torch. You know what I mean? We didn't have to do that. And that's, that was honestly like a really good feeling because we hadn't seen them in 10 years without us around. And we're like, wait, you know, this is, we're doing a good job. (laughs) You know, nothing's burning to the ground. Everything's okay. And we know that though, we know they're great, but it's just one of the things like, okay, wait, we could actually do this more and like get away a little bit more and not be like, so like, you know, helicopter, I guess, or like hovering over to me anyway. Cause I'm always like, you know, it's like, I'm always, I'm huge. I'm like, this is my personal brand. Like we got to yeah. do this and this, and that, you know what I mean? And Andy's the same way. So, um, I just think it is kind of just like a little, a dance together. I don't know if there is actually like a little middle ground with it. Yeah. I think, I think that's such a beautiful explanation of that. Cause I think that's like, people are looking for like, what's the magic answer of the balance, but, but you're right. It is so personal and case by case. But the thing with the DNA strand as a visual, like you have to have both. I think people either have a tendency to fall on either all grace and in balance. Well, then you have shitty discipline, no standards and terrible results, or they're crazy psychopaths and they have no enjoyment and then they break. And it's like, well, what was the point of even doing this? Yeah. And, but if you put in the leadership and the strong foundation that is there and allows you more grace and balance because the first thing was handled. So part two of the grace and balance kind of, it kind of just pairs well together. Yeah. I love that. That's so good. I guess, and I guess my last question that I really want to, I'm curious your perspective on, because one of the things we talk about with this community and stuff is like, is tying in the personal development piece to like every achievement thing, whether it be, um, you know, like in our world, like whether it be losing more weight or having the transformation or whatever, whatever the, the, the thing is, but from people who have come up and they never even heard of personal development or where to get started. Um, cause when I was, probably 23 is when I started like reading books and getting into this stuff. And it changed my life. That's when I found Andy. That's when I found like Ed and, and everything. But from your perspective, where would someone even start? Like who's, who has, who's ground zero? Like they think motivate, they think personal development is woo woo bullshit. So like, and, and I know you and I are avidly against woo woo bullshit. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. like we yeah. have to have <laughs> substance, but where do you think someone should, could get started if they're like ground zero? I think, um, well, one reading, if you're not a reader, then it's going to be podcasts. So I would look at some personal development podcasts. You can just search that under like a category, um, or search like, you know, top personal development podcast on, um, Google and just start listening to that because I think that is something that you have to keep your mind open to because again, people might think that's a woo woo thing, but I think I was actually just reflecting on this about a month ago from me, you know, cause I started my first business when I was 20, like me when I was like, 2021 had my business. I did not do any sort of personal development. Didn't even know what it was. That wasn't like a thing then. I'm 40 years old and that like wasn't like a deal 20 years ago, you know? And it was indicative to how I operated my business then. Cause I talk about in the book, as you know, like I talk about like I messed up 
payroll. And like, I lied to my <laughs> employees and like, I didn't know what I was doing because I falsely thought that my dad was a successful entrepreneur. It's just going to be in my genetics. I'm just going to be good at it naturally. The most opposite false <laughs> statement in this century. So if, but if I would have, you know, studied personal development or knew even what it was, I could have like navigated those issues so much better because I would have been able to have that self-awareness, have been able to drop the ego because my ego was psycho back then because I felt like, <laughs> oh, I'm 20. I got my business and I own a house. Da, da, da. I'm so su- I was not successful. I didn't have a freaking, I hardly had a pot to piss in. You know what I'm saying? Like I had no money. I was not making any money, but I was just like busy, you know, like looking like I, looking like I had it, you know what I'm saying? Um, as far as like in my, in my business that I had. So I just think that books or podcasts are going to be key. Um, following people, you know, on social media, that's huge. Like audit who you're following. Are you following? Like, obviously we all love memes, right? But are you following these like stupid pages that really don't contribute to yourself? Or are you following, you know, pages that are from success, successful entrepreneurs or motivation pages and things like that, that can kind of light you up. And people are like, well, yeah, but I like, Instagram or whatever it is for like the <laughs> entertainment. That's fine. But you know, I, I always tell you like, make sure like 75% of the, your yeah. followers are people that are going to actually like inspire you. And then the other 25% is things that are going to like entertain you because that way you can get an education that way. And it's almost in a passive manner because people are putting their reels and videos on Instagram that are powerful, that are little nuggets. You know, part of a reel is a, um, a soundbite of some sort of knowledge that's a complete thought. And so if you follow these types of people, you can get a lot of knowledge in a very short amount of time by following these people and hearing little nuggets of their life. And then you can learn from that. So those are like three little things, books, podcasts, and following the right people. I love that. That's so good. And there will be plenty of little bits and nuggets from this podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, so last question. So what's, what's next for you? Like, what are you, what's Emily most excited about and looking forward to right now? Like what's on your next stuff? Growing the Paper and Plan Co. Um, we've got a lot of stuff on the horizon that we're excited about that we're launching here in the next couple of months. So that's a big thing. I am dabbling in thinking about writing a second book that follows up the relationships first book. Nice. So I'm thinking about that. Um, I haven't fully, fully committed yet, but, um, I've been drumming around some ideas. So I think those two things would be something that I'm like most excited about. That's so cool. Now, after, after this, where can people go? Where would you, where would you like to direct everyone to find you and your stuff if they want to learn more? The easiest thing is honestly just Instagram, just at Emily Frisella. And then if you click the link in my bio, it's got all my stuff like website, all that kind of jazz there. So just, yeah, just Instagram. Awesome. Cool. Emily, thank you so much for doing this. This has been amazing and I appreciate it more than you know. So thank you so much. Oh no, thank you. No, it's been a blast. I appreciate it. I love it. We'll talk soon. Okay. Thanks. And we are back. Thank you so much, guys, for tuning into today's episode of Dieting from the Inside Out. Uh, I know if you stuck around for the whole thing, you got a lot out of this episode. Um, like I said, definitely, uh, Emily is a breath of fresh air, and it was so much fun having a conversation with her. Um, I've met, like I, like I mentioned on the show, I've, I've ran into her a couple times at some of these bigger uh, RTA events. That's what this emblem is. Um, and it's it's amazing. So um, I really, really appreciate her coming on. Now, uh, be sure, number one, go check out all her links. Like We'll have all the stuff for her products, um, her her contact info in the show notes. So definitely reach out to her and tell her that you heard her on the, on the show. That would mean a lot to me. Um, but also a few other things, if you're newer here, kind of depending on where you're at, um, I have a lot in the description from me for you guys. I have number one, if you're not quite sure where to get started with transformation or 
any of this stuff, um, I actually have a totally free course that you should absolutely go through. It's called the fat loss checklist. Um, it's a five day email course. I recently revamped it and redid it. So I, you guys are going to love it. Um, you can go through that. It's down at the link below. Um, what else do we have? Uh, also, if you are not part of my fat loss simplified community, it will change your life. You need a home base. One of the uh, most powerful things that you can do to change your situation is get around the right kind of people. And if you do not have a place you can go to where people who get it, who get what you're trying to do, who are rooting for you, who are cheering for you. Um, I know Emily and I talked a little bit about this as well, that it's, it's such an important thing and you need to have a spot you can go to, to get loved on, to get support, to get certainty, to get your questions answered and to, to literally get pushed in the right direction. Um, otherwise it makes it really hard going through this game of trying to change your life. It, it, it's similar to the game of entrepreneurship. It can be hard. Like some people won't, you, you're a lot of times our friends and family, or sometimes even your partners don't, don't quite get it. And it's so helpful getting around to people who get it, where you're not crazy, where you're, you're, you're not ridiculed for changing your life um, and things like that. So you'll definitely want to go join that group. I'll leave a link in the description. And then also if you ever are, you know, if you're at the point where you're like, I mean, I think I need a little bit more support. I really don't know how to get started. I'm so overwhelmed with everything. Um, I do have an option that we could talk about the potential of coaching. So if, uh, there's a link below where it takes you straight to the top of our list when it comes to coaching applications, because there's only a certain amount of people we can take on per month with coaching to keep the quality of our coaching high. Um, but we also have to vet everyone who wants to come in and see about the potential of coaching because we don't take anyone with a credit card. We have to make sure this is a good fit on both sides and that you understand what's all about to happen. And then at that point, then we can talk about potential options. But, um, like I said, with all that going on, uh, I have a special place in my heart for my podcast listeners. So the link in the description is a special application link. If you do want to apply for coaching, it'll get you booked right to the calendar of my team. But then also uh, we're going to give you, if you get accepted into coaching, about $4,000 worth of free stuff. It's pretty dope um, and whatnot. So I know that was a lot, but I just want to give all that to you and that you can kind of sit and marinate with that. Um, but otherwise, I really appreciate you tuning into today's episode. Be sure and subscribe if you have not already. Be sure and share this and be sure and leave me a review if the platform lets you. Um, like I said, I feel like I just verbally puked all over you, but you know, that's just what you get sometimes. So I appreciate you. Thank you so much. I will see you in next week's episode.